0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Duke Chat. My name is Madison Huritzik. I'm the sports editor of The Breeze, and I am, as always, joined by my lovely co-editor, Grant Johnson. How are you, Grant?
1: Pretty good. Uh, tired, but hanging in there.
0: Yeah. And so it has been quite a week for the Jnu community. On Tuesday, j u softball lost one of its best friends, Lauren Burnett. She passed away. And so we are going to kind of talk about that a little bit, but... Grant, I know that this has been something you and I have been kind of witnessing all week, and I know that hundreds of people are mourning more, and and I just wanted to be able to open the floor about that.
1: Yeah, um, man, it's been a long two, three days. I mean, we heard about the news Tuesday morning. Immediately, I'm running to Carrier Library, writing a staff report, going to the office, emailing CAA coaches all day, talking to her high school coach. That was emotional. That really hit home. You know, I never really got to know Lauren too well. I didn't cover softball too much, but from the outpouring of support, from all her former teammates, the tweets, the everything, the flower dropping memorial, she clearly resonated with the JMU softball community, the JMU community and beyond. And it was it was my honor to cover that. And it was the story is bigger than all of us, but I'm glad we could at least just be be a small part in helping remember Lauren.
0: It's been very difficult for a lot of people, and we have really appreciated the outpour of support from people that have reached out to us to share Lauren's story from their perspective. We've had the opportunity to hear some incredible stories and just be able to help honor what a person she was. So, thank you to everybody who has shared the the tribute that we did this past week. It means a lot to be able to share that story and share who Lauren was. And of course we are sending all of our love and all of our thoughts through Jamie's softball team during this incredibly difficult time. So yeah, Grant, anything else?
1: No, um, nah, yeah, just just draining. Just, it's been a lot, but, you know, journalists, our job to report on it. And, you know, yeah, just a lot.
0: So thank you to everybody that has been with us, been supporting us, everything in between. Um, kind of switching gears from that, we want to go ahead and talk a little bit more about uh, JMU lacrosse. I know right now everything has been very focused on the softball team, but there are still some amazing opportunities lying ahead for the lacrosse Dukes. Uh, they have their final game of the season. Prior to this recording, this will come out on Monday mornings, as normal. We recorded on Friday before their final game. Um, so if you hear us kind of talking about in like the future time. What we're referring to, but JMU takes on their season finale um, since they will not play in the CAA tournament, but right now they're looking pretty good, and so to kind of help talk to us a little bit more about it, we've brought on one of our staff writers, Zach Mendenhall. Zach, how are you?
2: Hey, I'm good. How's it going? Thanks for having me.
0: We're, we're doing good. We're doing good. Um, very excited yeah. to talk about lacrosse. I think it's, they're, they're a team that's got a lot of promise right now. They're riding high. They've got a lot of energy, and they're a team that Could be the probably the only team to see an NCAA tournament this year, and I think that is very exciting. I know that you are very new to the breed and covering a lacrosse team. Um, Yeah, joined our staff this semester, so he is brand new, and he he got he chose this he chose the right sport, I think.
2: (laughs) Yeah, this is this is kind of wild, and just kind of jumping in the semester and having the team that having the team that I'm covering possibly going. Super far into the, in the in the uh, NCAA tournament like this. I mean they've won nine straight, they've won nine in a row. They're twelve and four overall. They had they only have one more game. So it's very it's very likely that this team can go very far.
0: And they're currently sitting number eleven in the country right now. Again, that ranking is from the Monday before the new rankings in the CAA tournament happens. So if that has changed, there's your disclaimer. But no, I think it's very exciting. Uh, Coach Shelly Clays has been on this team since the fall almost when we had a few opportunities to talk to her and how she wanted this team to have no mercy in any way, shape, or form. They are there to show what they can do. They're there to get back to Baltimore and play for another NCAA cha- championship.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, this team's offense recently has just been insane. They've scored... So many goals. In the first half of the season, they only scored, I think it was 82 goals. And in the second half, they've scored over 130. So they've really picked it up offensively. And, I mean, just watching it, watching them play, you can you can clearly tell that just not that all they care about is offense, but that they are really stressing the offense. They're scoring a lot of goals, and they're taking their shots wisely. And pretty much um, a lot of the shots they're taking are going in. Yeah, and, Zach, you know, you
1: just this past Thursday had a story this offense for lacrosse and how you know amid this nine game win streak gets driven by that offense I think in there you talked about how they've had in that nine game win streak they haven't scored less than 10 goals in a game I guess maybe talk a little bit more about this offense from the sense of like where is it coming from and like why now why has it you know improved as, as the season's gone on
2: so um, kind of earlier on in the season, the the reason that the offense wasn't as active as it is now is partially because there was still some uh, miscommunications and everything like that, just with it being the start of the season. Um, uh, and that's all come together. And with that all coming together, on top of that, they've also, the team has also realized that the NCAA tournament is in contention and they, that they do have a really good chance of winning it. And I think that them seeing that they have a possible chance of going super far and winning it has motivated them even further. And it's kind of made them realize that they could be on top.
1: And I want to talk about, you know, the leading goal goal scorer for lacrosse, you know, Isabella Peterson. You've also got a chance to write a story about Isabella for the breeze, Mm -hmm. I guess maybe when you when you talk about offense, the first thing that for JMU lacrosse fans, the first name that comes to mind is Isabella. Talk yeah. about, like what makes her go, and talk about how she's kind of made this offense what it is going into potentially the NCAA tournament.
2: Right. So yeah, she's the leading goal scorer on the team. I believe she has sixty three goals this season, which is almost I think thirty more than Casey Knobloch has in second. Uh, I went out to a practice. La- I went out to a practice last week and. I watched them play and just the way that she plays, just the way that she moves is like every movement that she makes matters and she's always looking for open players as well, but at the same time, she's always looking to get open. And the second she gets open, the second she has that ball, she takes a shot because she knows that she wants that she knows that she's exactly where she is. um, Where she wants to take that shot. That's definitely an aspect of her game that has definitely helped the offense and she's also just been a great leader for the team. Obviously, again, spirits are really high for this team. Everyone's really confident in in themselves and this team right now, as they should be, winning nine in a row. And hopefully, I mean, that trend can continue.
0: Yeah. So I think it's interesting because when JMU, in theory, will go on to the tournament, we'll find out in about a week if that happens. But um, in the event that they make it to the tournament, their top 15 in the nation. They're number 11 right now. Could even move into top 10 depending on how Saturday goes. Well, no, on Monday. But, I mean, that gives them a pretty decent shot of hosting the first game of the tournament. Now, I know that we don't really speculate, but I, when I look at tournament brackets and I'm studying potential opponents for JMU, I get really interested in what teams are potentially going to be going there. Because JMU will be going as an at-large. So, It'll be interesting to me, and Zach, if you disagree, you can let me know. But I think it would be interesting to see where other teams, particularly the CAA tournament winner, will end up. JMU went into overtime the last tournament that they played in in 2021, and they won, and they went all the way into the third round before they lost to UNC who uh, went on to, I believe, win it that in last year. And so, I mean, obviously JMU has played very competitive teams and the CAA is a very competitive conference for lacrosse. But what have you seen out of other CAA opponents that JMU has taken on or will take on on Saturday and how they're kind of prepping JMU to be able to be potentially number 10 in the country and going in with an at-large bid?
2: So I know that I'm looking, looking back, I know that in March, JMU beat um, Maryland 13-8. At the time, Maryland was ranked number three. Virginia was ranked number 14. Um, they, so they beat. They have the ability to beat ranked teams, and that's obviously clear. Um, and as for CAA opponents, I the, the CAA opponents that they may face, I believe I was talking to Coach Clace one time in an interview, and they said that basically at this point, it's kind of just like training for the defense and for the offense as well the offense against their defense and they know that they could end up facing those same teams and that in in that sense it prepares them it prepares them for facing them again because they know how they play they know their style and they obviously watch tape as well i've heard multiple comments about watching watching reviewing the tape and preparing for games like that so there is the likelihood that they could end up playing one of these teams in the ncaa tournament and I think that they would be well-prepared and ready for them.
1: Yeah, and Zach, kind of building off that, I mean, if JMU is going to be going to the NCAA tournament, they're going to be seeing more of these ranked teams. And like you've said, they've already shown that they can handle the Maryland. They can, early in the season, you know, it was against UNC, but, you know, they kind of held their own, obviously didn't come out the way they wanted to. But I guess my question now is, like, going forward on a nine game win streak, what is the ceiling for this team? They've already shown they can uh, play against ranked teams. How do you foresee JMU turning out in the NCA tournament based off how hot they've been lately?
2: I mean, I think at this point you've won nine in a row. You, you want to win the whole thing. You don't want to, you don't want to lose another game for the remainder of this season, including the tournament. I think that would, that would just be The ultimate like momentum carrier and just like the ultimate story. If you're able to win nine in a row in the season, then just go on to just not lose another game. Again, this team did not start off, this team didn't start off the best this season. I think they were three and four after their first seven, but after that, they've won the last nine in a row, so they've been hot.
0: Yeah. And then I think our final question. So we talked about Isabella, but another face of this program that a lot of people really love to be able to learn about is Molly Doherty. And so this girl has been on a mission. I remember talking to her during lacrosse media day back in like February. And I mean, we were chatting, we were goofing off and whatever. And she had mentioned to me how this team has been through so many different things over the last seasons, ever since they won the 2018 championship, and that was her freshman year. And so yeah. what have you seen out of Molly's maturity that's been helping this team so much?
2: So, yeah, Molly, Molly Doherty and Katie Chikoski, I think, are the only players still on the team that were on the 2018 uh, national championship team. So obviously they have a lot on their legacy. Um, so yeah, she's uh, obviously been another team leader. Earlier this season, she surpassed her 500 save for JMU, which is just another milestone in her career. I mean, I think that she has been, she, she just goes into it one game at a time. I talked to her, because I did a piece on her as well earlier this semester. And I talked to her, I mean, she just goes into it one game at a time. Obviously she wants to come out of that game with a win. Um, I think it's, it's kind of funny. I was in the, I was in the press box one time and they were, I was in the press box one time and they were talking about Molly and they were talking about how like every time that she makes a save. She does like a little like like jump almost like out of like excitement and. That that I mean that shows that she's just like you know, every time that she makes a save she's excited that she made the save obviously and it's like yes like we're still in this game like we're still we're like we're doing great we're doing good. There was also another time that coach Shelly place mentioned to me I. had Don't remember exactly which game it was, but it was, I think it was one of the tournament games last year where they were behind. They were behind with like a few minutes to go and Molly was simply like, we're not losing this game and we ended up on top winning. So that just shows like her drive and her determination to win. And um, I mean, she's been a great goalkeeper for JMU for four and a half, five years now. And I mean, her legacy definitely won't be forgotten at this school
0: yeah well it's funny you mentioned the jump she does the very first lacrosse yeah. game back when chris brooks was the lacrosse sid um he had mentioned that to me because i didn't yeah. know anything about lacrosse i was like i was like what is what is the jump thing that she does and he was like oh she does have it for every save that, that that literally means nothing she just does it for every save and it's funny because i'll go and i'll <laughs> watch their games now and i'll see her do that save and i just think back to that moment um, of just like hearing Chris being like, "Oh yeah, she just does that," and I was like, "Okay, but no." I mean, yeah, I, I think you yeah. really captured it perfectly. But yeah, I mean, I think that there's so much with this lacrosse team that can just continue to flourish. I mean, they've got a lot going for them right now to make a very strong case for an NCAA at-large bid. When the selection show comes around next week. So, Zach, thank you so much for coming on this episode of Duke Chat. I know this is your debut and I know it can be scary of sometimes, course. but you yeah. killed it. So, thank you for cool, coming thank you. on. <laughs> thank you for coming on. Thanks for having yeah. fun with us. Um, and yeah, hopefully we'll be able yeah, to. Right, yeah. Back. yeah, absolutely. And If you don't already, go ahead and give us a like and follow on our social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Sports. And until next time, this has been Duke Chat.